This is the Dave and Shecky Show. We got this groovy podcast for ya. Reviewing crazy tunes or quoting Twain and Sting and Doom. We'll bring ideas to share like bonus points for extra flair. Cause it's the freaking Dave and Shecky Show. Show. We're bringing you this groovy review. We might preview movies, bake some bread, or drink some smoothies. So come on, have way too much caffeine. You roll up some rivers, I'll reference some Raffi. This is the Dave and Shecky Show. Pickled Negroes. All right, Dave, what? it's recording. Well, that's what I'm trying to say. You shouldn't be it's saying It's special today. All right, Dave. On special. Okay, Dave, Maggie, stop licking my toes. Okay. Let's, uh, room tone, three, two, one. All right, three, two, one, start of the show, okay? Hello? I didn't do three, two, one, start, I said... Oh, you said three, two, one, start of the show, okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Three, two, one. Uh, hello? You guys using this mic or should I turn it off? Okay. Happy New Year, everyone. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. I clean it. What? I, I take. No. Oh, this this mine. No. You're, uh-uh. not, you're not using this? I take. No, no. I take this one. No, thank you. This one mine now. Please leave it right where it is. I take this whole house. Oh, okay. No. Um. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy 2019. It's our first show of 2019. Should it be season two, episode one, or should it be season one, episode 34? What do you think, Dave? I think the first one sounds better. It's way easy to understand. Season two, episode one. Amazing. Just to let you know, however, we started uh, Wait, season... Wait, what was the other option? Season one, episode 34. Yeah, let's, okay, let's do that one. All right. Because I I didn't know it was the last episode. Uh, you know, got to celebrate that. Uh, well, the, what I was going to say is that we actually started recording in May. So we Which could, was, uh, we actually started on episode 24. No, we started on episode one in oh. May when we watched. It was a sort of a watch along with The Voice. Right. We were in bed watching TV. Well, hey, we'll take it easy, John Lennon. All right. Uh, I was just trying to get you back into the swing of podcasting, and I thought that would be the easiest way. Relaxed and watching Adam Levine be a total douche. That is douche. a uh, paradox. <laughs> All right. So uh, that is a catch twenty-two. Relaxed yeah. and watching Adam Levine. He's uh, he unless just, you're his parole uh, officer. I gotta tell you, he is not a likable guy uh, for me. You should see him without the uh, uh-huh. proactive. That's what I was looking for. The word is proactive. I don't care about people's uh, skin conditions. Well, I'm just saying. Do you know how many pictures we have of you and me? I got skin conditions, and with, I'm a, no with me I'm a, having just saying. Skin Adam condition. Levine looks like a uh, a slithery guy. He is. Uh, yeah, he just. I don't. He doesn't come off well on that show. Uh, I don't. Uh, I don't know. I don't like him so much. Anyway, um, smudge, smudge. So. 
Today's episode is all about... All about Alice. All it's right. the new sexually uh, oriented book telling kids today how to be bi- binary. Okay. Non-binary. All right. Uh, binary? Bi- binary mm-hmm. filter? This uh, episode is... This episode of the Middle-Aged Cool Kids Super Terrific podcast featuring your pals... Um, Les Nessman and uh, Howard Hessman. Herb Tarlick. Herb uh, Tarlick. I, I, I barely knew the girl. Okay. Anyway, uh, this episode of the show is all about Nick Cage. Nicholas Cage. Dave has... <laughs> see, Dave can barely contain his joy. He I'm has, still thinking about Herb Tarlick. That, oh, okay. That's some sort of weird name there. But anyway, go on. That's the name of the guy in uh, WKRP. All right. As long as he's in Dick Tarlick. Herb Tarlick. I know. Randy Travis, Andy Travis. I get those two mixed up. Andy Travis... Which Herb one's the country t- artist? Randy. Right. How, how he ended up on WKRP, I have no idea. The show was going to be about Nick Cage. Apparently, Dave wants to talk about WKRP Oh, I'm Cincinnati. just saying, Howard Hessman is a uh, national treasure that's been overlooked. That's all I'm saying. Has he passed away? No. How do you know? See, we don't even know. About I was going to say, you're, th- you're claiming he's a national treasure, but I'm asking you, what has he done? What has he done that you, this national treasure is in your mind all the time? How is he doing right now? Uh, what is he doing right now? He's doing stuff right now. Uh-huh, okay. You know, and let's not confuse Howard Hessman with Martin Mull, because some people might do that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> has he also passed away, Martin no. Mull? No, oh. Martin Mull is more active. All right. You know who did pass away, though, unfortunately, Super Dave Osborne. Uh, very sad, very funny. I remember way back in the day, uh, just fucking hysterical. I wreck a Super Dave. Who doesn't like Super Dave Osborne? Marty Funkhauser can go fuck himself. Well, I'm just, uh, okay. Anyway, Nicholas Cage, Dave, let's get back on track. We talked about this was going to be what the show was about. So I was uh, browsing the internets, and I saw that there was a new Nick Cage movie out and available to view, and I was like, oh, I have not heard anything about this, but I don't watch a lot of TV, so maybe that's why. Was this his latest one? This is the newest one. I think it's not been out very long. All right. Uh, So uh, there I was acquiring the, the movie in my secret way. And uh, I said, Dave, let's let's do a show about Nicolas Cage because you love him so much. I love a Nicolas Cage. And so uh, yesterday, uh, as a little research, I guess, we watched his latest movie, Between Worlds. Well, <laughs> this just took Nicolas Cage's uh, acting career to a whole other level. <laughs> I... I and uh, it's not a good level. Oh, but I don't this, know what to say. All right. This is, this is, I don't say either. Something's, something's wrong with the world. Why is Nicolas Cage making this type of movie? I think Nicolas Cage will make a movie if the price is right, no matter how shitty the script. I think Nicolas Cage... Should take a note from his brother, the Cope. 
Well, what's Mar- what is he a national treasure? The Cope? Well, what I don't even know if he's on the radio anymore. I don't See? even know if he's alive. Who 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 were the guys who made the bread? The made the bread. Who's who's Fink? Oh, that's Jimmy Fink, and he is not related to Nicolas Cage. See, that's the problem. Okay. Nicolas Cage needs to start making bread like Jimmy Fink. Okay. He and did... take a note from the Cope and stop doing the dope. He okay. He did make bread in Moonstruck. See, I knew there was a goddamn six degrees of uh, bacon and cheese on a roll here. Anyway, so uh, Between Worlds is a... It's, it's a softcore movie. It's a softcore porn movie. It's a softcore porn movie made by Europeans. Uh, and uh, it's got a little bit of paranormal stuff, but not enough to warrant calling it a paranormal movie. It's it's pretty much a horrible movie. Would it's you a shit, agree? It is an app. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm getting over a little case of the jitis. Oh, that's right. You do sound better today, by the way. Yeah, well, thank you. You sound like, you sound like a million bucks. Oh, well, thank you. All right. Now, what I'm saying is uh, Nicolas Cage has dropped to the level of doing a shit fest. I mean, the worst Nicolas Cage ever should have got was... Bad lieutenant. Bad lieutenant. Okay. <laughs> now that was that was amazing, but it's on the verge of not being acceptable. Yeah. No, I found it to be horrible, but I found it to be watchable because he is out of his fucking mind. That's what you go. That's what you want in a Nicolas Cage movie. That's now, what I'm thinking. Nicolas Cage peaked in about 1987. I agree with that. And the movie he peaked in is called Peggy Sue Got Married. I think it's called A Vampire's Kiss. Oh, or is it a Kiss of a Vampire? No, I think, I think it's, it's vampire's a Vampire's Kiss. Kiss. And you cannot watch that movie, and not uh, you cannot tell me that. All I'm saying is, let me rephrase it. Oh, okay. In other words, take a sip. And furthermore, Jitus. <clears throat> take, take a sip. What I'm saying is, oh, okay. he peaked no. in that movie, and that movie is probably the most underrated Nicolas Cage feature film ever. But it is a Hollywood quality production. I okay. This is so. This movie Between Worlds is not a Hollywood quality production at all. Absolute shit fest. Now, the actress, the lead actress chick. I felt was she Swedish? Was she English? Was she German? Was she American? Her accent changed every ten fucking minutes. Yeah, that was. And at one point, I could have sworn she was pregnant. That's the that's the really funny thing. I could have sworn she was pregnant at one point. I feel like her accent changed because they went back and shot. Like this felt this movie was so bad that it it felt like they were shoestring budget and I got an extra 10 grand this week. So, uh let's quick film this. Um and then maybe 2 months will go by and then they get a little bit more money. Like that's how I felt because the actress who was playing opposite him she she's not terrible but she's her her accent is different every time you see her you know that's that's terrible that's unacceptable i don't care if you're doing it a year later you got to remember what accent you're using okay let me just tell you about franca potente was born on july 22nd 1974 in the german city of munster munster to her parents, Hildy and Dieter. Hey, Dieter. So, um, she's known for... 
Looking uh, a lot like the chick from The Howling. She was in uh, oh, D. Wallace Stone. Yeah. She was in Run, Lola, Run, The Born Identity. Wait, why do I know that movie? That sounds familiar, familiar to me. That was from 1998. Yeah, I'm not sure. So yeah. let me just say, we don't know who she is. Um, she's been in some movies that we've seen, but she certainly wasn't the... Uh, <clears throat> Certainly wasn't the star. Well, why does she have an accent that changes? Is she English, American? What is she? She's, I just said she was She was born in Munster, Germany. Oh, geez. Okay, right. I'm sorry. See, I forgot. She went to the Otto Falkenberg School. Hey, take it easy. A drama school in Munich. So, yeah. See, I told you my first instinct was that this was a German movie. It definitely was. It's definitely reeked of European weirdness. And, now, what about the... Uh, the colored lady. <laughs> what about the black nurse? The black nurse. Which is a good name for a movie in itself. Uh, Gwendolyn Mulamba. She is known for her work on Gerald's Game, Beautiful Creatures, and The Hurricane. Where is she from? Because she's seen German to me too. Let's see what it says. She definitely she she seemed like she had a, she was like a black German accent. It doesn't she doesn't have much of a uh fine information on this woman. Okay. She intrigues me. Okay. She's on how to get away with murder apparently. Um a show we don't watch. Yes. Uh She is She's not German. She was putting on a funky-ass accent. Uh, there's not much about her. She is uh, apparently does some Broadway work. So I think she's, you know, she's a sideman. She wasn't awful. No. But she wasn't... It, no, the, actor, the, the people acting in the movie weren't terrible actors. The acting was not, was not the problem. No. Nick Cage was relatively classic Nick Cage. Yeah, if you want to see something... If you want to see Nick Cage acting goofy and saying shit in a funny way, then this is a good movie. But if you want to be entertained by the movie itself, this is not the movie to watch. This is terrible, terrible movie. If the movie's awful. Nick Cage is... Uh, Nick Cage. You want to watch the trailer with me? Okay. I don't understand how it happened, but... The universe given me a second chance. I need your help with my daughter. What are you doing here? Without your help, my daughter would be gone now. I brought her back. You brought someone back. I missed you. You, you. When you go to the other side, are there other people there? His wife and his daughter, they died in a fire. I missed you. You.
Okay, so whoever did the trailer did not a bad job. The movie doesn't deserve. <laughs> the trailer is almost uh, almost makes it makes you think you want to watch it, right? Trailer's or, better than the movie. Trailer's definitely better than the movie. Um, the trailer's not great though, because at some point she says, "I I need your help with," and then the my daughter. If you listen really carefully, it's clearly edited together. I need your help with my daughter. The uh, movie has uh, several themes, and they could just eliminate a few of them, and they would have the same movie. Uh, what do you mean by that? I just mean that there's too many things going on. They, that There's no reason... Uh, the whole thing where she gets strangled and leaves her body, there's not even any reason for any of that. No. There's no reason for that. And it trails off and it's sort of brought back at the end, but it's not, it's ridiculous. It's not, it's, it's not brought back at the end, really. It's just, uh. The whole thing is like, it's almost like they edited out a third of the movie in random spots. It's not well. It's not good. The movie is bad. The script is bad. The color correction and shit is bad. It's the whole a, thing is terrible. The whole thing is terrible. But if you want to watch it for him being ridiculous, especially the soft core mm-hmm. sex scenes. I mean, the one girl. I I have a feeling she's underage, and yet there they were. Should I look up her age? I and doubt to she's see? underage. That girl was Penelope Mitchell. She is an Australian actress. Well, she did a good accent, right? She's all right. Best known for playing the role of Letha Godfrey on the American horror television series Hemlock Grove. I don't watch that. And Liv Parker on The Vampire Diaries. I don't don't know that. I've watched that show, but I don't know her. Um, born in Melbourne. Uh, born in 1991. All right. So how old is she? 29, 27. Wow, she looks way younger. Good for her. She's uh, way younger. So, no, but I mean, for her, she'll be able to, you know... Ride that youthful look for a while like uh, Veronica Mars did. She'll ride it like she did Nick Cage in the movie. I hope Shout not. Shout out to That was gross. That was gross. Gross or highly entertaining. I don't know. Anyway, so we just kind of got onto this. So what? Okay, hold on. What would you give this movie on a scale of one to ten? Uh, three. Two. Probably a two. Really? Yeah, it's terrible. It's absolute shit fest. Well, on Rotten Tomatoes, the critics gave it a 33%. So that's a three. 
The audience score. Round it down. Three. Eh? Audience score from Rotten Tomatoes. Two. 97%. They liked it that much? That's <laughs> what it says that here. Make any sense. There's 535 people rated it. Uh, it's 4.8. I'd rather watch Nick Cage order lunch. <laughs> that's, that's what I'd rather see. Uh, Sarah. Oh, God. Yeah, it was. Uh, I'd say this was probably the worst Nick Cage movie I've seen. Yeah. Really bad. And you're... Uh, really bad. He, the best Nick Cage movie I've seen is Vampire's Kiss. You love the Vampire's Kiss. Yeah, well, there's no there's no better Nick Cage performance in the world. You quote that one sometimes. Like, you like that movie so much you quote it. You love yeah. Nick Cage, though. Let's put it out there, right? Well, he's, he's been in some great stuff. Yeah, I think he's a great uh, hysterical actor. See, I think he's become a little bit of a character of himself, but a little a character bit of himself, character. Uh, but uh, yeah, Nick Cage is great. I okay. This is the problem I think that happened. I think Nick Cage never deserved an Oscar. Yeah, take it ish. What did he get one for? Uh, leaving leaving Las, Vegas. Las Vegas. I think it was called. Yeah, I, I didn't love that movie, but people seem to like it. Uh, I'm more of a Valley Girl guy. I liked him in Kick-Ass as the dad. <clears throat> Excuse me while I clear my throat too much. Uh, Peggy Sue Got Married, he was in that one, right? Peggy Sue Got Married, he was great in. Valley Girl, he was great in. Uh, I like in Valley Girl how the father's... Uh, has to go into the bathroom to smoke weed so his parents, his kids don't bust him. I feel like <clears throat> I don't sound familiar. Hey, gee, gee. Okay. You think what? I feel like I I don't know why leaving Las Vegas won <clears throat> or why he won. I don't think it was deserved. Uh, Is that I, the one with uh, Rivers Phoenix? I think no. That's uh, with Elizabeth Shue. It was it's just depressing. Shoot. I watched it and I was just like, oh, this is okay, but this is what it was not an Oscar worthy performance for me. But, uh, and I just, it's always just stuck in my mind. But um, I feel like you're right. The 80s were his, some of his best work. Because uh, uh, you, you got, listen, so this is what you got. You've got Rumblefish, right? Oh yeah. You've got uh, Valley Girl. Oh, uh, yeah. You got Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Cotton Club. <laughs> that was a bad one. Peggy Sue got married, but that was a good one. Raising Arizona was probably the one people, classic. people love him the most. Moonstruck, which is uh, didn't he? Uh, was Cher win for that? Cher may have won for that. He didn't win for that. She did. I don't think he won for that. I don't. Uh, he probably. He was peaking right then. What was that? Eighty-seven. It was eighty-seven. Very Boom. good. Boom. Uh, he uh so we he's got like when was the kiss of the vampire let me 87 38 i'm vampire's sorry vampire's kiss vampire's kiss was 88 and who was the chicken again maria she's got like seven names oh is that her maria conchito alonzo yeah yep no, she was good in that too she's also in running man i think that's her 
Yeah, she is. She was so. she was hot for a minute too because Running Man is a great movie. She was good, and then uh, chicks like Penelope Cruz and that other one came around and took and took her right out of the fucking game. Boom. You think Penelope Cruz took Marie Conchita Alonso out of the game? Yeah, and the other one. What's the other one? The other vixen. Oh, Selma Hayek. Exactly. Those two knocked her out. I liked, yeah, it, you know what, the the standard for Hollywood beauty seemed to change drastically at some point. Oh, yeah. Also, J-Lo had a role in that, too. Anaconda. Yeah, but that's not a good movie. It's not a good movie, but it, somehow that look became the thing. Yeah, but if you watch Anaconda really carefully, you'll see that they hide J-Lo's ass in that as <laughs> much as they can. Like, she's always, like, standing in front of something. Or there's like a bush covering her ass. It's kind of like that BB Rexa lady I was telling you about. Uh, great voice, beautiful girl, but just has the the widest hips I've ever seen on a normal sized person. Bizarre. It's crazy, and they they uh, they hide it all the time. They hide it in outfits. Like I don't know if they if she tells them to do that, or if there's like a secret thing about it that. You know, no. Someone's uh, someone's designing it, directing it. That's what I'm saying. Does she Irving know Gay's that they're doing fucking, that? Ava Irving Gay's officer, fucking Taylor. But do they say to her, "Listen, BB, we got to hide those hips, honey," or do they just not say anything and just do it? And she doesn't know. She's out there to perform. She doesn't give a shit. They're like, "BB, you, you ever notice how many black people follow you around, and they're all men?" It's not even. She doesn't. It's not even that her ass is big. Her hips are wide. Her hips That's are wide. Childbearing. That's she's what got I said. Childbearing. She hips. should be. She should bear some children. She really should, and she's beautiful, and she's got a great voice, and I, apparently she writes a lot of stuff. So, um, but I, I, I just noticed that they're always trying to hide her hips. Hide your hips. But that's like something I, I know. Like when I watch stuff, if to me it's obvious they're trying to hide something, then I'm just like I'm zeroed in. Hey, you've got to hide your hips today. So as of right now, Nick Cage has been in 97 things. Oh, that sounds perverted. Uh, He's got... uh, Oh, I guess he was in uh, a a Spider-Man cartoon, or maybe it was a game. Let's uh, let's talk about Wicker Man, all right? The Wicker Man. Okay. What year was that? The Wicker Man. Because I feel like that was when he started to go downhill. That's when Nick Cage starts jumping the Shizark. Well, face off, but he was still kind of up there. Face off is kind of the end, really. You think so? Yeah, that's when it started getting really bad. When was Ghost Rider? That's but I don't see. Too. I don't. I don't agree with you because face off he happened, and people seem to like that. And then he was in City of Angels with Meg Ryan. And holy shit, that is a tearjerker as a girl. Uh, holy shit. That's, I don't even know the movie. That's well, that's one of my favorite Nicolas Cage movies. Um, so that's a great one for me. I love it. And then he had Snake Eyes and then 8mm. Bring, bringing Out the Dead was very well received. Um, Gone in 60 Seconds with Angelina Jolie. All right, well, so he pops in and out. The Family Man, which was uh, kind of like a, it was like a, it was it was kind of like a Wonderful Life type of thing. It was him and Tia Leone, and he wakes up one day as if he is not married with children, and uh, he spends the the whole movie trying to 
get back in her life. And what's this one called? The Family Man. And so, and then at the end, he's, uh, remember when they came to our house in Englewood and were looking, taking pictures for a possible movie? Mm. It was in Teaneck. They wound up not using our house in Englewood. They used a house in Teaneck. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? Mm. Do you remember what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Okay. So that was in 2000. Mm. Uh, Captain Corelli's Mandolin, I did not see. A Christmas Carol, he played Marley. Uh, Wind Talkers, I didn't see. Sunny, I didn't see. Adaptation, I think that was a nominated <coughs> movie, if not a winning movie. I think that movie might have won the Oscar. So he's in there. Uh, so that's 2002. So he's related to uh, Francis Ford Coppola, in other and, words. And Talia Shire and Mark Coppola. He's Francis Ford Coppola's nephew. Yep. So there you go. And Talia Shire might be his sister or just another cousin. I don't know. And then in 2004, we have National Treasure, and those movies are fun. What's his next big thing after this shit fest? Can he resurrect his career? Listen to Does me. Does he want to resurrect his career? I'm still talking. And in 2005, he made a movie that we loved very much. Yeah, what was that one? The Weatherman. I don't even remember it. <gasps> we gave it a nine. Oh, wait. Now I remember It's it. the one with Christopher Walken, and he says that the little girl has a camel toe. It's totally inappropriate. I kind of remember it, but I, I barely remember it. Oh, shit. And then he's got... World Trade Center, and I don't, uh, I'm not a big fan of movies about World Trade Center. It's a, a horrible day, and I just feel like I don't, I don't want to watch a movie about it. Uh, awful day, awful time. Uh, no, I don't want, I don't want people making movies about it. Um, or I just won't watch them. And then comes The Wicker Man in 2006. Okay. So that, I think, is the start of the bad. Hmm. That may be. The Wicker Man's awful. Do you agree? Uh, it's pretty bad. It's not as bad as the movie we just saw today, yesterday. Well, no, but that's, uh... The original Wicker Man's better. I I think I've seen it, but I don't remember it. After that, he did Ghost Rider, which was uh, not well-received at all. Yeah, that's no good. And then he did some ones, and he did another National Treasure. Mm. So is that a franchise? I guess it is. I guess it is. <clears throat> He's done some voiceover stuff, and then Bad Lieutenant. 2009 was insanity. Do we agree? Yeah, that's a pretty bad movie. Who directed that again? I will let you know. It was someone famous. Yep, Werner Herzog. Yeah, that's a disappointment. He's usually better than that. But the movie was, you know, it has some great moments. It's just a shitty movie. It's a shitty movie, and it should feel shitty. No, it's a shitty movie, but he is so fucking... There's a, there's some point where a switch went off in him where he just he just ran out of fucks to give, and he just 
when he's acting, he's still acting well. He's obviously a great actor or a very good actor, but he, um, he's one of those guys where I don't think, uh, I think a director just says, you know, do your thing. I don't think he gets directed. He's got a price tag. Well, I just feel like he says, look, yes, I'll do your movie, but I don't want the director to tell me what to do. I, that's what I feel it goes on with yeah, these movies. Yeah, if Marty Scorsese was going to direct him, he would listen to him. Yeah, but he's Marty Scorsese's not calling. God damn it, Marty. Get on the phone. Stop fucking calling Robert De Niro. So, Kick-Ass, he, I loved. Remember? Yeah, that was good. And then he was in the, the Disney movie, The Sorcerer's Apprentice. I think it was a Disney movie. Uh, he was the sorcerer, I think. And uh, that movie was pretty good. It's not great. It's not a great movie, but it's definitely watchable. It's got some nice effects in it. Then he's got uh, some movies I've not heard of. Uh, Season of the Witch, Drive Angry, Seeking Justice, Trespass, Ghost Rider, uh, Spirit of Vengeance. So a second movie of that that uh, I don't think people liked at all. Stolen. And then he's got some voiceover work. And then he's got uh, a shit ton of movies we've never seen. The Frozen Ground, Joe, Rage, Outcast, Left Behind, Dying of the Light, The Runner, Pay the Ghost, The Trust, Dog Eat Dog, uh, Army of One, Arsenal, Vengeance, A Love Story, Inconceivable, Mom and Dad, The Humanity Bureau, Mandy, Looking Glass, 211, another voiceover, then Between Worlds, and then another voiceover with Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And now he's got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven movies in post or pre-production. One of them is a voiceover for the Crudes, and... uh other ones I, I'm going to guess are low-budge movies uh, similar to the other ones he's done in the past four or five years. I feel like maybe it's, maybe it's fun for him. What if, what if it's like this? What if it's like I wrote a script and I said, hey, I have $3 million budget. I will give $2 million of it to you, Nicolas Cage, to, to be in this movie he shows up and he is treated like the star he is, right? And everybody else around him is, you know, a nobody. So he's the big man on campus. He gets a shit ton of money for probably a very short work schedule. I mean, these aren't like Avengers movies where it's taking months and months and green screen and and going back and, and re-recording audio. These aren't those kind of movies. They're like independent shit where you're you're lucky to have them for 20 days, get the shit, you know, done and out. I mean, and that might be another reason why that movie was awful. They might have had to reshoot stuff, but he's, you know, he's already been paid. So then they have to kind of just use the, the people who are available to come back. So maybe that's uh, an issue. I don't know. But I feel like well, it, it, he doesn't care and doesn't care and he doesn't want to be directed and he's the big man on campus that seems about right i mean i that no one when you're in an independent movie and you're of that caliber actor 
No one is going to say, oh, you know what? I really wish you wouldn't show up drunk or wasted or whatever. They're just happy to have you. You know, if he's going in and being in a Shane Black movie or uh, a Ridley Scott movie, that shit would not fly. And he would either be fired or yelled at or... I don't think he's got a problem. He's all, and I've never heard that he's bad to work with. No, but if you're drunk or I you don't want to be directed... I don't think he. I don't think that he necessarily doesn't want to be directed. It's just he's not going to be directed by a low budget director. Right. I, well, he's. I. I. I don't know. I'm just trying to get into the mindset of what happened to Nicolas Cage. I don't think anything happened to him. It's the industry itself. You think so? Yeah. There's people making tons of shitty movies. None of them go into the theater. And if they do, no one sees them. They go, they leave after a minute anyway. So the industry is not like it was. No one's making Valley Girl. No one's making big budget movies. Even the small, but even the big budget movie, it doesn't even matter anymore. They're off and gone in, in, in a week. It has no impact on his career. It's just money in the pocket. Back when a movie used to be in the theaters for six months at a time, that became a mark on your career. Now it's just a blip that's gone in two seconds. Yeah, I no mean, even like Aquaman's been out for two weeks and it's doing amazingly well, but it won't be out for f- six months. No one cares anymore. They're just kids. Kids care. The real movies, no one seems to give a shit about. They're just, it's a political pawn. People make movies to, for political reasons. Yeah, there's no Godfather or Apocalypse Now. It's fucking, a, it's a joke. The whole thing is a joke. So he just makes money and says, fuck you guys. I don't blame him. That's what I'm saying. That's why I'm trying to get into his mindset. Give me money. He does that. Just like people sell their shit to, uh, to commercials now. Not, like artists. Like the who sell and stuff. It. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck you. What? You're not buying. My, are you going to put out Tommy? No one's buying Tommy. So now Tommy's in the Gap commercial. Yep. Go fuck yourself. You fucked us. So now we fuck you. Yep. That's what it is. It's a lack of everything. Thanks. I mean, he is, uh, he's like Michael Madsen, you know? Michael Madsen just does shit for the, the paycheck. He doesn't even give a fuck, and he's not apologetic. I don't know. Anyone who has integrity now is just going to be less prolific. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm down to continue to support Nicolas Cage in his endeavors. Like I said, we enjoyed him because he does some goofy faces or says shit in in a very Nicolas Cage way, like when he's in the uh, convenience store in the beginning of this movie, and he he's like, what, whatever he says, see you later, Ricardo. But the way he says Ricardo is just so classic Cage. How's business? Just ring it up, Ricardo. And then he makes these fucking goony faces throughout it. And then at one point, they're laughing hysterically at nothing funny. Don't be surprised if she's making goo eyes at you just to piss me off. Goo eyes. You know, you know what that looks like. Uh. And his face is just, it's just amazing. Maybe I'll take a screenshot and that'll be uh, part of our... The best uh, faces he makes are when he's uh, in the house at the end with the uh, jack-in-the-box. Oh that, that's 
the moment when he reaches subtle <laughs> great greatness. <laughs> Peak Nick Cage greatness in but that it movie. still doesn't compare to Vampire's Kiss. It should have been a, ge- uh, a gif, huh? Not bad. Very, yeah, it's very, very funny. So I, He seems to age well. Yeah, he does, huh? That hair is weird. It's, I mean... It's a little Tony Alva-ish. Did he? Yeah, you like a Tony Alva when he, Tony Alva's like 40. Like he gets the white dread look almost. I don't, I don't, I didn't see that at all. Look at Tony Alva when he's like 45 or 50. Okay. And then look at Nicolas Cage with that beard and long hair. He looked like a... What are you looking at? I don't know. Okay. Anyway, um, I feel like I feel like this movie in particular was was not good, but if you if you want to laugh at it or enjoy yourself some Nick Cage, I mean maybe those people on Rotten Tomatoes who gave it a ninety seven percent, maybe, you know, they all were at the theater together. It's five hundred people rated it. That seems awfully low. Maybe they were all in. Well, I can't. I don't think this movie went to a theater, David. Five hundred people. Five hundred people. What is this? A fucking podcast? <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. How many people have rated The Godfather? I mean, Godfather came out before Rotten Tomatoes, so that might not be a good indication. But uh, when did Rotten Tomatoes come out? Probably like 99, 98. That's my guess. Uh, the Godfather has 732,000 ratings, 98% from the 732,000 compared to this one, which has 500. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. There you go. There wow, you- how the mighty have fallen. Pretty much, pretty much. Um, yeah, I mean, in that movie, again, came out 20-something years before uh, Rotten Tomatoes did. Let's see if I can find out about Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, I don't even know why I go to Rotten Tomatoes still, honestly, because I know they're so bought and sold and it's fucking disgusting. Who's got a better career in your opinion? Nicolas Cage or Kiefer Sutherland? I'm going to have to go with Nick Cage. I don't think Kiefer has ever won an Oscar. 1998 for Rotten Tomatoes. Fair enough. It was very close. I was one of the uh, first people to have an account on Rotten Tomatoes, but of course I don't remember my login information. But uh, I wouldn't go there anymore anyway, so fuck them. Fuck them. So uh, what what were the circumstances for you uh, loving A Vampire's Kiss? Did you go there by yourself to the movie? Did you see it later on? Like you really seem to. I don't remember honestly. I don't think I saw it in the theater. Maybe I did. Did you go to movies a lot when you were? 
Younger? Uh, for a short time, I did. Were you going to regular mainstream movies, or were you like a I was going to regular mainstream movies. Mm. See, there was a time when you could go to regular mainstream movies, and you could actually keep up with the releases. Right. There and was then, a movie a week or something. And then it started getting that too many movies were coming out. I couldn't keep up with them. And then I just stopped going all together. That's exactly what happened to me. Yeah. I loved going to the movies. And then you didn't. And so we we stopped. I don't even know when the last movie we went to see was. Well, there's too many of those people in the theater. Those people, the ones with children who scream? They might have children, but they don't have any fathers. Okay, David. I'm just saying. Stop it. What? That You're not just saying. You're being mean. Oh. Well, if they had fathers, they wouldn't act like that. Okay, we don't know that for sure. I'm pretty certain. Okay, maybe. All right. Anyway, there are disrespectful people who go to the theater and uh, they ruin it for everyone. I mean, you ever... uh, Phones and... I'm just saying. Okay. Oh, the reality is... Uh Uh-huh. If you ever taken a public bus in New York City... Not recently. Have you ever... In the 80s, taking one? 90s, uh-uh. Yeah, because there used to be these things on the windows. What? It was like it was like grease on the windows. Ew. Okay, you know what? From where people's heads had been. Dave, you're making me vomit. I think it's I Jerry can't. Curls, what we're talking about. Dave, seriously. <laughs> so, I can't. You know, white people might smell like wet dogs. Okay. But you fucking people... Mess up the buses. Who said the white people smell like wet dogs? I don't know. It's just, you know, black people say that about white people. I'm saying there's no evidence of that, but I do see the grease stains all over the buses. At least I did in the 80s. Okay, so. Between I don't think that, I smell like a wet dog. Between that and the lack of tipping and the being robbed, I think I got a solid case. At gunpoint? Yes. Okay. Well, perhaps. But, uh. I mean, the lack of tipping is, is, is enough to make me angry. Yeah, the lack of tipping is bullshit. Um, but, okay, there you go. See it your way. All right. The, so the wet dog thing, I, I don't know. Does, did someone say that? Uh, I think Dave Chappelle has talked about it. Really? Let's see. It's just an urban legend. It's a known fact. Actually, it's a suburban legend. White people smell like dogs. Yeah, because we have pets. Why do white people smell like dogs when they get wet? I noticed that whenever I go swimming with my white aunt-in-law, when she gets out, of, uh, out she smells kind of like animal. So do my Caucasian friends. They smell like wet dog or maybe wet chicken. I distinctly smell soaked fur or drenched feathers. Can someone please explain why do they stink so bad? Ugh, maybe they're related to dogs on some genetic level. Uh... <laughs> Uh, 36 answers. Best answer was, I hear a lot of people say that. Their hair tends to have more grease in it, and it's if it's not clean, that's probably what you're smelling. I don't know if you realize, but the way you put it comes off as racist. Are you really interested in knowing why, or are you just being mean? That t- hair tends to have more grease in it? Uh, it's the, not the grease from the people, white people's hair on the bus, people. I hate to tell you. We might have more grease in our hair, but we don't add add more grease like that. Jesus Christ, what is this, a fucking episode of uh, I'm Gonna Get You Sucker? It's fucking hysterical. An episode of something that was a movie? 
I, I, I didn't know that people thought that people, people smelled like white dogs. No, why would you? It's only the white people who are racist. Oh, that's hysterical. Well, good. Then stay away from me. Stay away. Me and my wet dog smell are coming down the street. That's fucking hysterical. <laughs> Sorry. That's absurd. Oh, gall. Golly, golly gee. So, uh, your favorite Nicolas Cage movie, Vampire's Kiss? Yeah. All right. I'm going to go with uh, City of Angels. Um, it's more of a, it's definitely a girly type movie, though I do really like the Kick-Ass. I liked him in Kick-Ass, too. He's in a lot of stuff that's that's fun. Those National Treasure movies are, are fun. Uh, He's good. Have you seen his son? Oh, his son is weird, right? Well, I don't know if he's weird or a product of of the times. Uh-huh. Is he? I th- maybe he's like a heavy metal guy or something. Have you seen him? He's like, oh, weird looking. I think he's like big and stuff, like heavy. Big and, big and gothy. Is he gothic? I think he's weird, and I think Tom Hanks has a weird son, too. No, Tom Hanks has a wigger son. Well, it's still weird. Like, I feel like... Sean Hayes. I mean, if if you want to... If, if, this is what... No, Sean Hayes is the gay man from... Uh, oh, wait. What's his name, though? Chet. Chet Hayes. Um, Sean Hayes is uh, Just Jack? Just Jack, yeah. He's he, fucking He gets hysterical. a pass. I like that guy. If you don't like him, you're, you've lost... All if you don't like him, you're a homophobe. Oh my god! No, he was just him. Just Jack and Karen should have been the show. I could not care about Willard Grace. I'm even... creating this uh, new device. It's called a homophob. It uh, you push the button and it opens up your gay friend. <laughs> it unlocks your gay faggy friend. <laughs> unlocks him from what? I don't know. Homophob. You just you know beep beep. Uh huh. I know. I'm working on it still. So. Yeah, you better work on that a little bit. What? Me and Louis C.K. We're working on a new stuff together. Okay. Well, a homophob. That's it's uh, okay. That's hysterical, Dave. Very good. Um, not really very good at all. Uh, so, <laughs> your favorite Vampire's Kiss. My favorite uh, City of Angels. Your least favorite. Uh, I don't have a least favorite, but this one was probably one of the worst. I'm going to have to go with Between Worlds as being uh, my least favorite Nicolas Cage movie. Um, I haven't seen all those other ones, so I don't know. I've seen a lot, but there's like the... I, I would say there's... Into the Spider-Verse, I think, probably one of the worst, too, but I'll... You know. No, I think it's just a voiceover, so... Exactly. I don't like that shit. You don't like cartoons? But I don't know. It's, that's There's no integrity there. What do you mean? It's fucking amazing. I would I would die to be able to have a job where I'm doing voiceovers for a cartoon. I know, but it's not, you know, it's not like it used to be. What do you mean? You no, know, it's like Broadway. What are we going to Beavis and Butthead the musical. Really really great cultural stuff there. Was there really? No, but why wouldn't there be? Well, because it's It's star Nicolas Cage. First of all, Mike Judge is is funny, so we like I know, he's funny, but it does not it's not a classic Broadway. It's not no, guys and but, dolls. Uh, but uh, he's not the guy who said, let's put this on Broadway. He has a little bit of more of a head on his shoulder. So, uh, I like Mike Judge. He sells propane. Idiocracy was his. So I'm, I'm down with him. Um, 
Uh, I'm going to say from 2006 on. No, 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 no. I'm just saying from when I have not. I saw the Croods, and so he's a voiceover in that. But from the Croods, so from 2013 until 2018, I had not seen a Nicolas Cage movie, and there are 24 of them. He has been in 24 movies, not counting the five that are in production right now, in between 2013 and 2018. 24 movies. That's uh, over <laughs> overexposure. He doesn't care. I, I feel like he doesn't care. That's what the, care. That's the brilliance of it. Yeah, it's a joke. He doesn't care. He's, it's, he's showing up, doing the job. He doesn't care and I don't care. I don't care to see them. Well, I mean, I'd be interested in seeing them. Well, you got a lot of catching up to do. I mean, how long before Nicolas Cage is in like a... Binge watch 25 Nicolas Cage shit fests. I mean, maybe. (laughs) It's terrible. That would be, that could be a a thing. (laughs) That would be something though. I think Nicolas Cage should have a podcast. Well, maybe uh, maybe he will. I don't think he could do a podcast. <laughs> I mean, he might be able to do an episode here or there, but he wouldn't. I don't think he would be the guy who would be like, "I'm going to do this weekly thing." We can barely do it. That's what Nicholas Cage needs some discipline. This man is uh, he's off the fucking rails. Well, you just said before you don't think he's off the rails. Oh, so. I'm, I'm not, he's not off the rails. All right. So. Uh, there you go. This has been our podcast about Nicolas Cage between worlds. Um, really any, bad shit, man. Anything else you wanted to add? Mm, I think Nick Cage needs to team up with M. Night Shyamalan Ding Dong. Mm. And they need to involve Richard Dreyfus somehow. I don't, you know what? I'm anti Richard Dreyfus these days. Hey, take it easy. What are you talking about? Why is he? He's a little too far left. He's a little, yeah, he's a commie pinko bastard. Hey, hey, you can't teach old folks new tricks. It doesn't mean he's a bad person. Yeah, I think if you're a commie, you're a bad Whoa, person. Whoa, what about Bob? What about Bob? Yeah, he was in that. He was, he you, was Rick, in that. Richard Dreyfuss is brilliant. He's always been brilliant. He's been always been a very good actor, but uh, he's got his kid was Me Too'd by Kevin Spacey, and he didn't know. Well, what do you want him to be, his fucking kid's keeper? Yeah, actually, he was in the room, so yeah. Whoa, what is this, a bad Nicolas Cage movie? <laughs> he was in the room when it was what, happening. Did he have a blanket over his lap? I don't know what was going on. That scene was uncomfortable. Oh, God, all of the, you know what? The the softcore porn of uh, Between Worlds is enough to make me never, ever, ever want to see it again, uh, even though it's so bad that I don't want it anyway. But the, the, the softcore bullshit... That maybe that's some shit the Europeans like, but uh-uh. Ugh. You think Christopher Walken's got another one up his sleeve, or is he out of the pasture? Um. Do you think he was so traumatized by the Natalie Wood affair that that affected his life for the rest of it? I do. Maybe, yeah. I think he was sleeping with her. Yeah. I and think. I think he was doing more than that with her. Well, I mean, how much more can you do with her? I don't know. I think he slept with her. I think uh, the husband found out. I think the husband and her fought. 
They quarreled. And I think he fucking punched her in the face. What, she had evidence of being punched in the face? No, but she was probably bruised up, you know. Well, I don't know. And uh, he I know made Robert, up a story. I think Robert Wagner's a very bad person. Yeah. I think I, Christopher Walken's a weirdo, but a great actor. I think Christopher Walken was in a, you know, I think they probably all had a, you know, I think Wagner caught them. There was a, a three-person uh, quarrel. I think uh, Natalie probably told Christopher Walken to go ahead into your room. I'll deal with this. And uh, Wagner was drunk, probably punched, slapped, whatever. She was probably drunk. Lost her. Lost her. Uh, lost her balance, maybe. And he might have just pushed her a little bit further because he was so enraged. And uh, yeah, well, that was it. We may never know. We may though. You never know. And who was uh, her sister? Natalie Wood's sister. Does she have a sister? I think you're right about that. Who is Natalie Wood's sister? Do boo do boo do 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 boo do boo do. That's Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young, kids. That's not a law firm. Her name is Lana Wood. Lana Wood, if Lana could. Eh? Lana Wood, born Svetlana Gurdon. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Best known for her role as Plenty O'Toole in the James Bond film Diamonds Are, Diamonds Are Forever. She was a Bond girl, yeah? Okay. And she has very rocky relationship with Mr. Wagner, perhaps, yeah? She was very pretty. She's very skeptical she's of Mr. She's still alive Wagner. and she's very pretty. Or did she shack up with him? Did he go with her? What? What are you talking about? Who did he marry after uh, Natalie Wood within a year of her death? Oh, did he? I don't know. Did he? Let's see. Some other chick who's famous. Are you sure you're not talking about uh, I don't know what I'm talking Patton about. Oswalt? No, no, no. Who's that's... Lorna Luft? She's uh, Liza Minnelli's sister? Yeah. Okay, that's not the right person. She's Sid Luft and Judy Garland's daughter sit love to love your baby uh she married he married hold on who did robert wagner take uh pick up with a uh a playboy model or something jill st john boom she was also a bond chick am she i right she really was in the now, same movie now here's the tie okay? <gasps> uh-oh here we go yeah Conspiracies. Uh, this is the reality. Robert Wagner was a scumbag. Always was, always is. So and, you think... And Lorna Wood... Uh-oh, hold on. Oops. Breaker one, nine. Is it still recording? It's still recording, but you gotta be... Sorry. Dude, you gotta chill the fuck out. Lorna, La, uh, Lorna Wood... L- Lana? Lana Wood does not like Jill... What's her name? Jill St. John? Yeah. I think, oh, or, or are they friends? There's something there. Uh, I don't know, but there that is a weird coinkadink. Yeah, man. He met, you think, well, he didn't marry Jill St. John until 1990, so it wasn't like he married her right after. Well, uh, never mind. Yeah. But I think he was already involved with her. For So you think he was involved with her for nine years? Perhaps. I don't know. I really don't know. That that may or may not be true. We are now speculato. Speculato. All right. So, uh, 
I don't know why you started talking about that. Because mm -hmm. uh, Christopher Walken. Oh, that's right. Uh, should be involved with a movie instead of Richard Dreyfus. That's what I was thinking. Oh. Yeah, you don't like Dreyfus, so we're going to go Walken instead. Okay. We have uh, There's, they're Cage, not nearly the Nicolas same. Nicholas Cage, Christopher Walken, uh -huh. and M. Night Shyamalan. Get on this, guys. Okay, I, I I would watch that. It's not a comedy. It, but it would be. Yes. Okay. All right. All right, everybody. Well. We hope your uh, holidays were awesome, and uh, we're glad that you're still hanging in with us, and uh, maybe we'll do a Christopher Walken episode. I think we're, go we're, we're just about ready to do... Trouble Walken. Uh -huh. yeah, yeah. And then an Ace Frehley song will be uh, the theme song for that. Yes, I like Ace Frehley very much. I love Ace Frehley. Uh, Christopher Walken. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, he's worthy of an episode for sure. Okay. Well, we'll think about that. Because he was also in The Weatherman. That I barely remember. I can't believe you barely remember it, even though it was just 15 years ago. <laughs> that was like, I, I guess I can believe that you barely remember it. I just remember we we reviewed it and we liked it I on like, our podcast way I back in the day. I very much like uh, Christopher Walken with uh, Jack Black and was it Ben Stiller? Oh, a vapor rise. Uh, that that's some funny shit. What was that called? Envy or something? I think so. It had a soundtrack that sounded like it was Leon Redbone, but I don't think it really was. That's that movie's funny as hell. Okay, now you. But maybe we'll have a Jack Black episode. But that fat kid's funnier than fuck. The Tenacious D shit is amazing. All right, we have to. We're winding this up. All right. So uh, if you. Uh, I feel like everybody already knows, but we're at middleagedcoolkids.com. Uh, I'm middleagedcoolkids on Gab and middleagedcool on Twitter and, uh, you know, Stitcher, iTunes. But you know that because you're listening or on the website, of course. Uh, anything you want to say, Dave, that's not a whole new subject in another 10 minutes? Nope. All right. uh, I'm all good, man. Excellent. Yeah. Your voice does sound much better today. Goddamn lollipop licking fool. All right. Anyway, we'll see you next time, America. Goodbye. I take. No taking.